Welcome! This is Carrie Anderson, your show host with Louie and me, Doggy Carico, and this is the Give Your Dog a Bone podcast. This podcast was created to educate you on the best holistic approaches to pet care and how nature can nurture our four-legged companions. If you want to learn more about the Louie and Me community and how you can become a part of our movement, please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also connect to our blog, www.louieandmedogcare.com blog. We post every Friday. We're going to be sharing with you awesome tips and tricks on how you can help your pet thrive, as well as products we use, and much, much more. Hello everyone, this is your show host, Carrie Anderson. I also want to add in there that you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well, and that I will be putting all of that information in the show notes for you. Today we are talking about the importance of massage therapy for puppies with special guest Jillian Edwards. Jillian and I met a few months ago, and she is certified in therapeutic and advanced massage therapy for canines. She is also a master of Reiki and an animal communicator. Jillian and I are going to be doing a podcast series for you all on the benefits of massage therapy for each stage of your dog's life. So like I said, our title is The Importance of Massage Therapy for Puppies, and that is what we will be talking about today. Before we get into our questions today, Jillian, why don't you tell us a little more about you, how you got started in massage therapy, how long you've been doing it, that kind of thing. Sure, yeah. So. My story is my own personal experience. I had back surgery and I went through physical therapy and I realized how good, I mean, basically the guy got me back on my feet and walking. Um, then the next phase was I needed a neuromuscular person to do the deep tissue massage because physical therapy focuses on the one spot and then you've got yeah. to think about, you know, well, do I do yoga? Do I do Pilates? Do you know, right. what do I do to keep the core going? And then... I've still got to fix a few things from, you know, the surgery fixed the problem, but now I've got to fix the surgery. Yeah. Um, so to me, I was like, well, that was, you know, I'm, well, I'm talking and walking and <laughs> running around today. I was like, well, if it worked for me, who does that for my, my dog? Because, you know, I've, I've adopted a dog and, you know, she's, she's the love of my life. And I'm like, yeah. well, wait a minute. Well, what happens to her? Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she's, she's horizontal and vertical, but it's going to happen. So I hope not, but. So that's when I started looking into, you know, what, what could I do to help? And for the last six or seven years, I was doing Reiki and I was helping friends and doing the animal communication. It was just like a hobby thing. And then I was working with corporate America and I was laid off and I was like, well, now's the time to follow my heart and my passion. And I've got this opportunity. What do I do with it? And I was searching and looking around and I found a school here in Colorado that um, is the Rocky Mountain School of Animal Acupressure and Massage. And it wasn't too far from my house. I'm like, well, that's perfect. I get there and there's people from all over the country taking these classes. Wow. And I realized then that this is you know, a vet approved, accredited program. It's one of the top three in the country. And yeah. It was on my doorstep. I'm like, okay, well, that's a sign. <laughs> so I um, did, you know, I've done many hours at school. Um, you have to learn anatomy, pathology, nutrition. Um, you do. There's obviously a physical exam. There's a written exam, and because you know all the vets, so you know they've approved this. So this is you know yeah. the real. Thing. It's not vet school, but <laughs> right. it's, it's the real massage school. And then you do months of what we call case studies. So you're working on dogs. You're getting to used to. Okay, so on book learned, 
now how do I apply that? You know? Yeah. Um, you, you learn, you know, what's your scope of practice? I am not a vet, you know, so where does that line stop? How right. do I help the vet? How do I get the dog to the vet in time? You know, that kind of right. stuff. So it, all these things that you taught, I've been doing this for over a year now, and um, I'm really seeing a difference, and it really gives me joy to see, uh, you know, there's a, like if I'm particularly, like if I'm working on something, in a few massage treatments to see the improvement, to see the relief in the guardian's face that my dog is yeah. no longer in pain, you know, this right. is working, and they can see the difference, you know, and it, it's just, that's what gives me joy, because there are not enough health advocates out there for our animals, and so I want to be one of them. So true. And that's how I got into being a canine massage therapist well, and four paws holistic therapy. Thank you so much for becoming a part of the community because we need more. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we need more people who care. Mm. So, yeah. So, Jillian, as we focus on puppies today, can you explain to us why it is so important for puppies to have massage therapy? Certainly, yeah. I mean, people don't really consider massage until we get older, but for a puppy, you've probably just found it from a shelter or from a litter and it's just a new bundle of joy for everybody and it's a life adjustment for everyone so there's a lot of stress um, as the guardian uh, you've got expectations around you know what, what does house training look like what are the safe areas for the puppy to go to and, and what is good manners behavior and and you have to convey that to the puppy well from the puppy's perspective it's all new which door do I go out to go to do my business, you know, and is where do I sleep and what are these toys for and what's a toy and what's not a toy and you know, the, the food is different, people are different, words are different. So it's quite stressful, it's all very confusing. And, you know, various veterinary medical researchers show that anything from 20 to 40% of puppies suffer from some type of anxiety. And the way that massage can help that is helping them relax and feel less anxious. Because you know, we need the puppy to process to know what they want because they just want to please. Well, what does that look like? And help them by relaxing, they can process the information better. That's so true. So for any of our listeners who have just brought a puppy home or who are bringing a puppy home with so much to learn and adjust to, how can massage help? Well, first of all, there's the emotional aspect. So the puppy's going to be a little overwhelmed and this is going to display as anxiety and hyperness, nervous tension, we can call it. Um, so a soothing therapeutic massage will help calm them down, help them relax, make them feel safe and loved in this new environment. And it also releases all the toxins that have been built up in the muscles from all that anxiety and nervous tension. And then mentally, uh, it brings or builds a bond of trust. I always show and give tips to the guardians on what is best for their dog. So in this situation, I would show and have the guardian practice with me a few soothing strokes, maybe along the head, chest and ribs, so they can create their own moment of togetherness and feel that bond of love. And then physically, massage really strengthens the immune system and circulatory systems. In a young puppy, all that is still in development. And you know, you don't know your puppy's history. I mean, was the mother a rescue off the street that's malnourished so the puppy didn't get all the necessary nutrients and stuff. So um, the physical massage just helps boost up those, those body systems. Yeah. And then another key factor for massaging puppies is, is getting them ready to be touched. I mean, by the vet, the groomer, the nail trimmer, friends and family that come around to visit, everybody wants to touch the puppy and then throughout its life, it's got to get used to you know, the visits and stuff. So I mean, part of that is the trust building with the massage, that they're, they're not in any danger. 
and then they have nothing to fear when somebody looks in their ear or puts a noisy tool next to their face on their fur or picks their feet up. I mean, it's just um, things that are just strange for puppies. So, you know, and the hard part for vets is they see the dog maybe twice a year for checkups. So, you know, it, it's not a familiar, consistent experience for, for the dog and it can be quite stressful for them. So by getting a puppy used to regular routine massages, it really makes for a better experience, you know, for you, the vet and the puppy. Yeah, and that, that brings up a very good point because I think everyone can agree that no one wants the dog that needs five people to hold it down just so that they can clip a nail <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or, you know, have the dog that needs to wear a muzzle to go to the vet. Mm -hmm. So that is a very good point. So with the puppies that you do massage therapy with, have you seen any noticeable difference with the puppies that are on a massage maintenance program? Oh yeah, I worked with a younger dog that had a habit of biting the groomer and growling at the vet. And no one wants to think that their child is a problem and needs special attention, as you were saying about muzzles and takes five people to hold them while work is being done. So. In this instance, it was very upsetting for the owner to see the pup muzzled. And of course, it goes on the vet's notes, and it's mentioned at every future visit, because once it's on the notes, it never seems to get off the notes, and that's you know quite traumatic for the owner too, for the guardian. So, so this pup absolutely did not like having its paws touched, nor its rear end and tail. So visits to the groomer were becoming more infrequent due to the stress on everybody, which meant the fur was in need of a good brush by the time the groomer saw the pup, which means the grooming would take longer and was more painful. And, you know, all in all, it just created an ever-growing circle of stress for everyone involved. So that's when I was asked to come in and, and work with the puppy, and, and we decided to have weekly massage sessions over a period of about six weeks. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's... it's um, you know, yeah, I mean, so the puppy wanted to bite me too, because I'm testing yeah. to see how far down the leg can I go before there's, you know, there's a no-no. Right. It's, it, was, it was quite interesting, and it's, it was part of that, um, don't rush it, take your time, build that trust, you know, and then touch, and then move back up again, you know, touch, right. and move back up again, so they wasn't too scary, and um, I will admit there was a few treats involved too. <laughs> <laughs> but you do what you need to do, you know, yes, so. Um, yes. That sounds like quite the challenge, and I'm sure that many of our listeners probably have, if not puppies, but dogs or puppies who are going through that. Um, and you said that you used a lot of treats. How else yeah. did you <laughs> did you treat this puppy? Yeah. Well, I mean, for the first couple of sessions, I wasn't really able to touch the legs, the paws, and the tail, and I would get that hairy eyeball look that you, know, <laughs> you get to know dogs, you, you see the little warning growl, and there's a little teeth display. And so for those areas, I actually switched to Reiki, because I'm a Reiki master, so yes. I can't physically touch it, I can energetically touch it, and that yes. gives still a warm, soothing um, experience for the dog. So, and I would give extra focus to massaging the head, the neck, and the chest, and the upper back, so the pup would get used to my touch, you know, and everybody loves a leg rub, so I mean, that was right. a good way to sort of help relax the puppy. Yeah. And of course, I'm talking out loud the whole time, so I mean, it's, it's that overall sensory experience, you know, there's the touch, there's the smell of me, there's my voice and stuff, so it's all coming as a package so the, the, right. the pup can get used to me. And then um, he would walk away and shake himself, and he would do his yawn, and it, it was just his way of processing the aid that the shift in fluids that I'm making, but also being touched. 
You know, right. it's, it's like, don't touch me, touch me, don't touch me, touch me. So <laughs> it, was, it was just a little back and forth. But he would always come back. Um, yeah. You know, and then I would start again with the shoulder up because that's what he was most comfortable and what he liked. And we would go through this a few times, um, certainly in the early massages. But by the third session, um, he allowed me to like stroke off each leg and paw. I mean, he yes. carefully watched me, but it was, you know, it was, right. it was okay. And he was just basically making sure I wasn't going to cheat and suddenly surprise him <laughs> with a clipper or something. And then by the fourth set session, I was massaging his legs and tail. And by the fifth session, we were down to the toes. So, so it was just um, consistency was key, which is why we chose the, the weekly program. So that yeah. he's like, hey, it's Friday, it's massage day. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah. So it sounds like you built up a lot of trust with him. What kind of came about that? What happened next? Right. So, well, the real test, obviously, was the groupers. So, um, so I had shown the Guardian you know, a couple of quick, easy strokes to calm him down and then how to um, manipulate a, a calming trigger point in his ear. And the Guardian had the groomers start with a couple of full body strokes from head to back paw, which is how I start my massages. So, yes. so the pup knew it was going to be okay. And then the groomer got to work and was able to actually complete a full grooming without a bite. But the, um, the, the main instruction to the groomer was take your time. Yeah. You know? Even if it takes twice as long, but you know, all of us have to get used to this because he needs to come back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So, so it, was, it was an education for the groomer, for the guardian, and obviously um, letting the dog know that this is gonna be okay. You've, you've, you've experienced it. Yeah. And now it comes with a little extra this time. <laughs> you know, but yeah, right. yeah, but um, yeah, it's just patience, really. Yeah. Consistency and patience. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Are you still um, doing massage therapy work with this pup? Yeah, I am. Yeah, um, I mean, even though the initial challenge has been resolved, he's on a monthly schedule now for just general health and well-being. You know, and it's nice. just um, it, you know, it wasn't. It's, well, how can I say this? It's not a one-time problem, fix and forget, because you want your puppy off to a good start in life, and because you really want an extended life and a quality of life. Yes. So a maintenance program is definitely the best practice, um, and certainly for him, then um, that way you know he gets to enjoy playtime and walks and special cuddle moments for a much longer time now. And with anybody, people can come to the house yeah. and, and touch him now because he's now comfortable with that. That's so true. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Jillian, thank you so much for talking with us this week on the importance of massage therapy for puppies. Next week, we will be discussing the benefits of massage for family and working dogs in their middle years. So guys, please tune in on that as well. Jillian, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I want to say thank you for joining the Give Your Dog a Bone podcast this week and for allowing yourself to learn about our topic, which was massage therapy for puppies with special guest Jillian Edwards. If you want to learn more about the Louie and Me community and how you can become a part of our movement, please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also connect to our blog on www.louieandmeatdogcare.com blog. You can subscribe there as well for even more amazing and helpful information. We post new articles every Friday. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Like I said earlier, I would put that information in the show notes for you along with the Louie and Me email. Please send us emails with any questions that you have. We would love to help answer them for you and I will be doing so on the podcast. I hope that you all have a great week. Keep allowing nature to nurture your beautiful self and your beautiful pets.